Hello and welcome to another episode of Around the Gavel. I'm your host, Sarah Morris. And today I wanted to talk about general things to look out for when you're signing a contract. I'm going to try to be very, very general because of course there's so many different types of contracts out there. Um, I'm not going to be able to cover everything because some things are, and most things are very contract specific, but there are some general things that I can give you tips on. Um, Of course, making sure that you have the right parties to the contract. So who there's usually at least two parties to a contract. Make sure they're the right parties. You know, for example, um, if you are trying to sign a lease for your for a building, right? You're going to lease a building, then and you're doing it for your company. You would want the lease to be in the name of your company, not you individually. Now, generally with leases, you're going to have to personally guarantee the money anyway. So you're not actually um, just insulating it to the company but for but you still want it to be in the company's name not your own name so just pay attention to the parties make sure they're the proper parties the major major thing in any contract is you want to know what are the consequences of a default so if one of the parties defaults what happens and when i mean what do i what do i mean by default default meaning uh breaches the contract does something contrary to what they agreed to in the contract that's a default generally and again every contract is different but generally there is a notice period if someone defaults then written notice is generally required that notif- basically the the person that notices the default and they have to send notice to the defaulting party that they are in default and there's generally a cure period. And again, I just have to keep repeating myself. This is not always true. I'm just saying generally. You want to know what are the consequences and how do you handle defaults. Like I said, you're probably, there's going to be a notice period so it gives you at least a few days to figure out whether you really are in default or what you're going to and or what you're going to do about it. Uh, so there are different kinds of defaults as well. Some of them are uh, absolute. If you uh, you know stop paying rent again, I'll use the lease example. If you stop being paying rent, you're in default under the contract, uh, and of course they're going to try to evict you. So it it varies, but you want to pay attention to the default clauses so you're very well aware of what happens and what is considered a default. Another thing to look out for are indemnity clauses. Uh, what does that mean? Indemnity means that you are indemnifying the other person or vice versa if something goes wrong. So I'll use my classic lease example. There's generally an indemnity provision whereby the person that is leasing the premises indemnifies the landlord. So the tenant generally indemnifies the landlord for any events that may occur on the property while the tenant has is leasing the premises. So for example, if the if somebody slips and falls in a store, it's generally there's it's going to be the tenant's problem. It's not going to be the landlord's problem, the owner of the building's problem. And if it's somehow the landlord of the building is sued, then the tenant generally will be agreeing to defend them except in certain conditions. So I'm hoping that I'm making it clear what indemnification means, but you're going to want to look at that clause and see whether you're responsible for indemnifying the other party and in under what conditions and circumstances that will be. Uh, So we've talked about consequences of default, 
indemnity clauses. Um, another thing that should be in contracts, which frankly are not always in contracts, especially if they're not written by attorneys or you're not using a form that was ultimately generated from an attorney, is choice of law. So there should be a choice of law provision in there. Why is this important? Because you want to make sure that if there's a dispute, that the law that is applied is the proper law. And most of the time, it's you're going to want it to be the law where you're located or where the whatever the substance of the contract is located. So make sure you're looking at choice of law because you know, you may be in Nevada signing a contract and the choice of law is Illinois. Well, that's going to be more difficult for you because you're not in Illinois and you would have to call an Illinois attorney. So, um, so just think about those things, pay attention to them. And under along the same lines is a choice of venue clause. They should have a choice of venue clause as well. Venue is where it is going to be litigated. So again, you're going to probably want it litigated wherever you are. Uh, it's not always possible depending on what kind of contract you're dealing with because the other side may have more leverage and be able to say, no, 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 we're going to litigate in you know XYZ state. Uh, but generally, for your purposes, you're going to want it to be in your state, in your county, you know, with your court system. So things to look at. And to distinguish that even more, when I say choice of law and choice of venue, just an example of that is the choice of venue could be Nevada, but the law that they have to apply is Oregon law. So that's perfectly, that's something that can happen. I don't think people know that, but you can be litigating in Nevada, but applying Oregon law. That That's absolutely something that can happen. So just want to pay attention to those two clauses as well. Another one that may or may not be in there is an arbitration clause. Um, some contracts, and there's pros and cons to this, The arbitration an arbitration clause generally says, we're not going to litigate. Both parties agree that if there's a dispute, then we'll go to mandatory binding arbitration in lieu of litigation. Why would people want to do this? Uh, because arbitration is going to be cheaper and quicker and easier than going full-blown litigation because you know litigation can be very expensive um, and it can go on and on and on for a really long time. So a lot of parties agree collectively to just arbitrate if there's a dispute. So um, that's something to consider. And along the same lines of that is the attorney's fees clause. So some contracts you'll see, you got to pay attention if they have an attorney's fees clause, because sometimes they will, which is good and bad. I mean, it just depends on what side of the fence you're on if there's a dispute. Uh, but generally, if they have an attorney's fees clause, it says, you know, if there if there's a dispute and there's litigation, then the prevailing party is entitled to attorney's fees and costs. So as long as you are the prevailing party, <laughs> then you definitely want that clause in there. But of course, you can't predict the future, so you don't know. But it is a good clause to have in there uh, because we use it all the time when we're litigating. Um, if we prevail and, and we're litigating a contract and there is an attorney's fees clause, then you're, you're much more guaranteed to actually get the fees and costs in the end. Because if you're litigating and there isn't an attorney's fees clause and you do prevail, it's completely up to the judge and his or her discretion, whether you get those attorney's fees from the other side. So if you've got that clause in the contract, you're in a much better position to get your attorney's fees awarded. Um, so just to recap, 
These are the types of things that you want to look for generally when you're signing a contract. The indemnity clause, the default clause, the choice of law clause, choice of venue clause, arbitration clause, and attorney's fees clause. Hopefully this helps you guys when you're out there looking at contracts or when you're out there buying a car and you have a crazy contract in front of you. Um, gives you some highlights to look into. Um, as always, if you have any questions or concerns or you just want to talk to someone about business real estate or estate planning or personal injury or bankruptcy, <laughs> then please give our office a call or you can schedule a consult online. We offer complimentary 15-minute phone consults. Uh, for anyone and everyone. So until next time, I will see you later. Bye.